I tell them all the time, all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the answers. I still ain't figured this out. She said he got the cues. I still ain't figured this out, man. I'm in it for the long haul. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. It's your host, Kill C. Ray. Platformcollection.com is where you'll find us. Thank you for tuning in, man. We got a special show today. It's almost like a... <clears throat> you guys ever see like a, those comic books where like they cross over? Like we almost got a crossover mashup um, from Christie's The Internet. My co-host, um, Mike Mackey, is on the show today. And um, I don't, I don't want to say this, Mike... Uh, because we're not talking about your co-hosting thing today. We're talking about the fact that Mike Mackey is one of the dopest producers in San Diego, and he's about to drop, um, I'd say, your first real project, right? Really, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, September 25th, the Itchy EP, right? Uh-huh. Is dropping um, everywhere. You can go to platformcollection.com right now if you're, if you're listening to this um, as it came out. You can go over there, or if you're uh, watching it, right under the the in inside the description, we'll have the link, so you can go there, pick it up, listen to it. But Mike, dude, super dope to have you on. Thank you so um, much. Your first time on Crappy Awesome, man. Uh, you've graduated. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm kind of like we're breaking the uh, fourth wall here, right? We're, we're breaking uh... the fourth wall here a little bit. <laughs> we don't. We're not gonna talk too much about that, but. <laughs> If you guys follow Chris Sees the Internet, you probably get it. But um, uh, I want to talk to you about your journey. Um, I want to talk to you about, like, your beginnings. Mm -hmm. uh, this is your first time on the show, so mm -hmm. I really want the audience to get a good understanding of what got you to this point, right? Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of people who would like to be in the position that you're in right now, getting mm -hmm. ready to drop a project. Um, you're you're in full on promo mode right now, right? I'm assuming yeah. it's full on promo time right now. It's only a few days away. Um, let's kind of start from the beginning um, of your musical journey, and maybe even a little before. For, first, where were you born? Um, local, uh, native San Diego. I was born here. Okay, so you're, uh, you're in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and uh, both parents around growing up. Yeah, at the time, um, I, my mom and my dad, we lived in a uh, National City kind of area, and then uh, I believe we kind of relocated to the, uh, you know, we were a little, I believe we were around, um, but we finally kind of settled in the uh, Mission Bay, Claremont area. Pretty Which so. is, uh, for people who don't live in San Diego, that's, um, it's basically he went from the south to the north a little bit. Um, yeah. in, in, okay, so, you, so you move, <laughs> so you moved around, um, were, what kind of kid were you growing up? Like, what would your parents say if we, if we were asking them? Uh, well, it was, a it was a pretty hard, um, you know, my dad was in the Navy, so, um, my mom was with me a lot and, um, you know, as a kid, I was born, uh, you know, I have a couple of uh, health problems, fortunately. So uh -huh. uh, when I was it. born, uh, when I was born, I was born with an autoimmune disorder. Um, it's called atopic dermatitis, chronic atopic uh -huh. dermatitis um, with pruritus. Uh And I also have asthma. And, uh, and what does it mean? What, is, what, what, is the, what does that mean? So, what, uh, so how I does it, a, for people who might be um, uh, unaware of it or unfamiliar with it, how does it manifest on like physically? 
Uh, well, okay, so um, it basically is an overactive immune system. So my body treats my own um, cells, skin cells, uh, you know, they're like things like that as foreign bodies. Uh-huh. Um, so it's constantly trying to like, repair itself and expel it from its, you know, uh, host. Uh-huh. So um, it's a very, very rare uh condition um they actually found out um through life that i was a uh, i had a genetic test done and it's a genetic uh, mutation um so my brother and i both shared the same condition yeah um so you know growing was up it was, de- let me ask you this was it detected early like right from birth you they already knew or yeah did it have like was um, it on- later onset how did it how did it uh come to be um yeah it was pretty much from birth um but um yeah, like the, you know, the genetic stuff like that came around a lot later when the technology kind of advanced. Um, but back in the day, it was, uh, you know, essentially, um, you know, it was kind of one of those things. And they really didn't have a lot of treatments for it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they have uh, anti-inflammatory uh, treatments and things like that. But um, no, nothing really would respond to it because it's chronic. So uh, I was constantly subjected to, like, steroid treatments. Um you know, injections, transfusions. From, like, from birth? Like, from yeah, birth, you were already being birth. treated. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of hard because it really impacted uh, just my overall daily life, um, you know, especially with, like, pruritus. Um, pruritus is, uh, it's like, involuntary itching, you know, uh-huh. uh, kind of this tie with the, the album. Right. Um, you know, so a lot of it would happen unconsciously, like, when I was sleeping, things like that. So I used uh-huh. to have to you know, tie my hands or put things over my hands, like, uh, because you could damage yourself, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah, And it was, um, you know, nothing like that unfortunately would work as a child because, uh, you know, you would rip out of restraints, uh, you know, heavy, heavy layers and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, on top of that, you also had to be conscientious of like outside irritants, triggers and things like that, that could trigger the condition. So, um, you know, being, uh, involved or uh, that goes along with that is like also a plethora of like allergies, allergies. and kind of things yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm allergic to a lot of food allergies, but on the flip side of it, like environmentally, I'm allergic to like everything. Uh, so that includes, like, <laughs> what is that? Break- <laughs> what is that? Break that down though. Like, what does that mean? Like, um, well, so like, everything's it's kind of interesting. Statement. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Cause, um, you know, back, back when they used to do those kind of tests and stuff like that, um, you know, and they've, they've um, refined the test today now where, you know, they could do blood tests and other things. Um, but back then, they used to have to do prick tests on your skin to see what you were allergic to. Um, right. Oh, I remember so, that. I think I had that done when I was young. Yeah. Um, I essentially, I was positive. I tested positive for everything, you know. So, um, Shit. you know, my back. So, have, for uh, instance, for instance, some of the things you're in the general environment, if just give me five. Give me five. Uh, like grass, trees, pollen. Holy mold shit. animals everything <laughs> you know yeah um so that was one food of the, wise food wise oh food wise it was uh you know just as bad i i really had a limited diet um at the you know and a lot of it was you know they started to find these things out especially as i was young because this is what prompted a lot of these tests was because you know i was allergic to uh, certain foods and you know um I, my mom was even telling me i had reactions to uh, baby formula when i was oh, younger wow. um wow. 
And so, like, you know, a lot of baby formula nowadays, you know, it's made with milk, lactose, things like that. Um, and, you know, those kind of things would actually give me a reaction. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was very difficult, to say the least. Um, was And was your brother's um, just as bad? Like, so yeah, was your mom having was, to deal with both of these at the same time? Yeah. Um, my brother was just as bad, I mean, if not worse, I'd say. Um, yeah. You know, there's certain things that, like, I'm allergic to that he's not and vice versa. But it feels like, you know, from my perspective, he has more of the, you get the short end of the stick because, yeah. you know, um, it's a little bit more prevalent. And um, and now, was yeah, it just, just you and your brother growing up? I didn't yeah, ask you that. So, um, so just so you. They believe, like, my mom, she, you know, she said, yeah, I had a, you know, maybe small, small patches of eczema and things like that when she was yeah. growing up. Um but they, dad? yeah, they said it was a genetic, uh, I believe they said it came from my dad's side, um, oh. from the test. So do you know anybody in the family who's had it? Not or, to the or degree. aware of anything? No. Yeah, no. not to the degree that we had it. Interesting. That's so interesting. Okay, so you're growing up, you're dealing with these health issues. Yeah. Um, you said dad was there early on? Yeah, um, my parents got a divorce. Um, around what age were you? Uh, it's kind of hard to remember. Maybe around 10. Okay, so young. You were young. Uh, I was pretty young, yeah. This is so, like pre-high school. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Um, so my mom was, you know, uh, my mom was integral in raising me the way I am. You know, she really put a good head on my shoulders. My grandparents, too. Um, you know, I uh, had a, a really an emphasis in education, you know, as uh, hard as it was to maintain school. Uh, with that condition, because I had to miss a lot of school, unfortunately. Sure. Um, and I'm surprised you were able to go to school. Yeah, you know, um, I tried my best. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it was it was very difficult to say the least. Um, you know, because one of the things that would go along with the condition was, you know, like when you tear yourself open and stuff, you were subjected to like uh, skin infections and stuff like that. Oh, wow. so I was constantly having to deal with skin infections. Uh, just my my skin open and raw and bleeding and stuff like that. Um, and then on top of that, like, you know, it's Southern California, so it's hot and it's, you know, humid. it's so humid. Yeah. yeah. And it's not the ideal climate for somebody in this condition. I mean, really, it's kind of like a, a bear, you know, like uh, when I was younger, I used to have, you know, bear sheets. Um, with like plastic on it, you know, cause I'm allergic to dust mites and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, pillows too. I'm allergic and to like all that better. stuff is prevalent in our state. In oh yeah. And yeah. It, it's, you know, hot days, like my sweat also aggravates it. So, you know, um, just constantly, it was just a constant barrage of inflammation and itching. <laughs> what, so what is the, what is like clinically what is the um oh and what i was asking though is sibling wise was there only it was it just you and your your brother yeah my brother okay. and i are my direct siblings i had a couple other uh like half brothers and stuff like that from um, from marriages from your dad from my dad's side and yeah. um you know them a few of them yeah um a few of them how many others <laughs> i think there's like four or five I believe. Oh, okay okay um but uh nobody really had the um you know, the condition is like we had it, unfortunately. Oh, wow. um, and, uh, you know, it kind of gave my brother and I a unique perspective on things because, you know, we spent a lot of time in the hospital. Um, we spent a lot of time just 
do, doing treatments and you know it kind of revolved around you know mi mi mitigating kind of the excessive damage that we would constantly be inflicting onto our skin from scratching yeah. and it was always involuntary you know because like um you know, I learned to have kind of a, a Zen-like <laughs> approach to it, you know, yeah. where I could almost tune it out to cer in certain degrees, but like, or, you know, in conditions, but um, like I never could control like subconsciously, yeah. you know, How could um, you? and I, you know, I still deal with it to this day, you know. So, okay. So let me ask you clinically, is there, um, what is, I guess I, yeah, I guess we have to say like mon money unlimited, what is the best? procedure to deal with this like if there was money if you had unlimited money is there a procedure or is it just it is what well, it thankfully is? um down here in san diego they have a, a wonderful dermatology team uh -huh. um and um some of the pediatric dermatologists out here are on the forefront of you know research and treatment and um mm -hmm. you know I, i'd say that's one of the benefits was that we kind of were here um being exposed to that or just being able to use that resource because um you know we were on the forefront of a lot of these medications that have come out uh, like today um we were on trials and things like that a lot of topical uh ointments um yeah and are you having success or is, like there, is there is there some success or at least where you can gauge it like okay certain things are starting to work a little better than maybe previously oh yeah um I'd say, you know, it was a, a, a combination of a couple of things. Um, you know, I started uh, using cannabis uh, as a topical um, emollient. Oh, wow. And um, that works pretty well. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and you're not allergic to it. You're not allergic to no, cannabis. No, thank God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I just, uh, you know, just yeah. a little shining ray of hope there. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, see, but, that means God does have a <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, when I was growing up, like I'd say, you know, adolescence and, you know, early 20s um, it was when the uh, technology really started to catch up, you know, because like when I was younger, we were really only subjected to what they had advanced since. And it was really just steroids and, uh, you know, steroids come with a host of uh, different side effects. Um, sure, yeah, that's the reason sure. why I'm so short. You know, it stunted my growth. Um, I, it gave me uh, cataracts as a, as a kid, so I had to have uh, eye surgeries and things uh -huh. like that. Uh, you know, it killed just all my just from the meds. Oh yeah, just from yeah. the meds. I mean, a lot of it yeah. was uh, side effects from the medications. What so, about like your liver and stuff? Like, was that hard? Yeah, like, things a like young that. Um, yeah. uh, you know, liver enzymes. I was constantly having to do tests for that, and uh, you know, it was just I was constantly in the hospital so you know i was almost i would always make uh, like jokes and stuff and you know talk to these medical assistants and stuff and be like you know i'm practically like i have much, just as much schooling as you guys do because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could use the terminology <laughs> and you know i know what they're talking about and you know it's just being surrounded by that and immersed in it you know it really gave me uh you know an appreciation for people in this type you know who have these kind of conditions you know um, and but if there is there like a like if you like I said if you had unlimited resources mm -hmm. and you could treat it how would you treat it differently than you is there is there available like super expensive like treatment like like uh stem cells is yeah is stem cells they've, um they've there's talk of stem cells being um used uh, to gotcha. help treat it 
Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of these treatments are abroad, right? So right, they, they sure. can't do them here. Um, like for example, like I, I had eye surgery not too long ago in January of last year and or actually January of this year. And, um, you know, they, they have a new lens, um, that's a biometric lens uh-huh. that you can essentially control with your muscles in your eye, the focal lengths and stuff like that. And wow. right, they're already doing, uh, you know, procedures with this particular implantation. And, um, you know, they wouldn't, it wasn't available for me, I know, because it hasn't been FDA approved out here gotcha, in, uh, gotcha. in America. But yeah, there's a lot of things, um, you know, I've tried, um, Alligators have a um, uh, an enzyme in their in their blood that uh, regenerates. You yeah. know, so when they get wounds and stuff like that, their wounds regenerate really fast. Yeah, I used to use like alligator uh, ointment. Holy <laughs> um, shit! Yeah, you know, tar. Um, there's a big thing with like tar. They found like a charcoal and tar. Yeah, that's um, always kind been of really minimize good, right? it. So I used yeah. to have to do these tar baths, um, oatmeal baths. Uh, I used to have to get wrapped up like a mummy from head to toe. Um, good God! And I would have to cut them out. You know, I have to get cut out every day. How how much as an adult now do you um, other than like normal day to day stuff? Like wh- how much effort is going into treating it? As an adult now. As an adult, um, yeah. a lot of effort. Um, yeah. Fortunately, I, I got turned on to a medication uh, just recently. They approved it um, a little while ago for asthma, um, and they found out that it actually was doing wonders for people with uh, eczema and atopic dermatitis, other dermatological conditions. Uh, it's called Dupixent, but it's basically uh-huh. a, um, a biological uh, enzyme that you inject into your stomach every two weeks and yeah. um after i started using that medication uh you know it, it was a absolute game changer oh wow um, okay. definitely gave me a quality of life back um oh, wow. you know uh my nails weren't like uh <laughs> made of concrete anymore and uh yeah. you know it was very fortunate um you know i had to wean the the dosage a little bit and kind of uh figure out a uh, a perfect regimen um because unfortunately it has side effects with your eyes and stuff like that so you know dealing with um already with eye surgeries and things like that it's been kind of a you know a delicate operation to um you know find the right dosage where it's not necessarily going to cause permanent damage to my eyes um you know which already has been done over the course of years with steroids and things like yeah, that so yeah wow man Wow. So yeah, guys, <laughs> the itchy EP. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that, that's that is, I wanted you, that's why I wanted you to talk about that because I know yeah. people might, might've missed that part, but that is what, why he called it the itchy EP. So now let's go into like the musical journey. Sure. Okay. So when was, well, first was there music in your household growing up? Yeah. My mom, um, really used to listen to a lot of oldies, a lot of soul music and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I really gravitated, you know, because it was really hard being an indoor kid, you know, um, it was always listening to music, you know, yeah. music was kind of my escape. Um, and, uh, that was kind of where it started, you know, um, yeah. Just having it around, kind just of. having it around. And, you know, I, I had a, a affinity for music and I just, you know, did anybody in the house music. play or was anybody in the house artists? Not really. Um, yeah. 
you know, my mom would sing and stuff like that, but uh, nothing like in that regard. Yeah. Um, but that's where I kind of just found this love for music. And even um, I remember early as a kid, I remember hearing something and I just had these, you know, these visions of like, man, I, I want to do that. I want to make music, you know, and yeah, I just really got inspired at a young age. And, you know, it was always something I kept kind of, you know, on the burner, you know, on the back burner, I guess. And yeah. I'm always going to get around to it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, you know, eventually I, I did it. I wanted to just do it and see what I, Well, you know, okay. I, so what was that first step? Like the first step of where, and was it, uh, um, was it hip hop? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I used to freestyle and stuff like that. Um, as a, I, I used to do performing arts and stuff and acting. Yeah. So, one of like the warm up techniques, you know, to get your vocals and stuff working, warm up was like freestyling, right? Yeah. And um buddy of mine, Ruben, uh, you know, we essentially were like the only you know, cognizant rappers, I guess. Yeah. You know, we we had a we had a love for hip hop, so we we kind of embraced that aspect of the these rehearsals, you know. So you entered hip hop like through freestyling. Yeah. Okay. And um I, I hadn't made any beats, uh, you know, it's just I just liked hip hop and shit. And um, essentially I used to have to go to these treatments constantly every day. So I was constantly walking back and forth, uh, you know, uh, going to these treatments. So like, you know, during the downtime, like if I was in the waiting rooms and stuff, I had like a little app on my phone and I was, this is like 2010, maybe 2011. And um, I was just, you know, just working it out and figuring out the process and uh as far as like started, producing like you were just yeah, playing with the beat kind of like one of those beat and, making apps yeah uh yeah. Just basically a sampler or a drum machine i would yeah. make, I'd make up little rhythms and then i'd freestyle to them you know on my walks to the treatment um and i used to have to do these treatments uh with uv so like i would be subjected to this uv machine right and i had to be naked and uh-huh. um you know i'd be in there by myself and stuff so i just like have my phone and i just play the beats and just kind of freestyle to myself and shit like that and then um you but know I no just, thought at this point yet like uh oh this is something i'm gonna do like i'm gonna make this into a oh living. i had no it was, yeah it was i had still no just idea. this was just therapy really right <laughs> yeah it was really just yeah a, a real yeah. therapy for me to just kind of Keep but you were like low key kind of honing your skills though, unknowingly, right? Like subconsciously, you oh, were yeah. learning beat patterns. You were like writing beats, yeah, yeah, a big time. Um, a friend of mine, you know, I told him I used to start with like Hammerhead. He was like, "Man, I used to use that way back in the day." Like he's like, "You're really like you're you know doing it yourself because like um, things like that." I was do using Hammerhead. I was using Audacity. Just doing just little things like, and I had really, you know, I had an idea of like DAWs and, you know, pro tools and I saw the pinnacle of it, but you know, it was, and at this time, no mentors, no teachers. No, I was just all self-taught. I was watching, uh, just other people do it. And then I really would try to, you know, reverse engineer beats that I heard and just having such a extensive knowledge of like music when especially when like hip-hop came out especially like the golden era hip-hop i remember just recognizing all these samples going oh that's that one song my mom likes or you know this is one song and i would always try to figure out how they essentially attain that sound and um that's kind of how it became it was just really like a curiosity factor like how did you do this and 
Okay, no, so let's move forward. Let's let's move forward. You're starting to play with this more. I- I'm assuming, as you do when you first jump into stuff like this, you can kind of have like these little level ups where you're starting to understand, like, oh, I'm getting a little better at this, or things are just easier, right? Like, yeah. you're starting to get it together. Or when do you have the thought, or what happens, or what what story revolves around the thought of you going, hey, maybe. Maybe it's time to show some other people this stuff that I'm doing. Like, I want to because because yeah. you understand what I'm saying, Mike. Like that's always a big jump. Because I know it was a big jump for me. Like go like playing and then mm-hmm. getting to the idea of like, oh wait, I want other people to hear what I'm playing. Yeah, you know, like it's a big because it's always scary. It's all it's never not scary. First of all, mm-hmm. it's always scary for everybody. I think except for Vel the Wonder. I think she told me <laughs> she was dope from birth, but. Yeah. <laughs> But like, uh, did you have? What was that? What was that moment? What was that? What was going on in your life when you decided I got to take this out of my head and into the world? Um, you know, it was a, a risk. You know, um, yeah. I I had a background in performing arts and acting and stuff, and yeah. you know, unfortunately, that didn't get to pan out as much as I liked because of my condition. You know, yeah. I was constantly having to battle my condition or like yeah. makeup like no time lights. basically to be a full yeah time. and it was just yeah. you know it was not conducive <laughs> yeah. but um you know one of the things that really stayed with me was you know risk and you know you gotta take chances and things like that or you know you're never gonna find out and, you know being on stage you know i i was shy but then when i was out on stage uh when i was performing um you know that was the only time i really felt free you know and I, you know, I loved the reception I was getting. Um, and then when I started doing music, like just on my own, in my head and, you know, by myself, eventually, um, you know, I was just starting to upgrade my, my equipment. I started yeah. doing it on a laptop. I started doing it with a MIDI controller. Um, but at this point, I had no audience other than my wife, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. she was my uh, my litmus for is this good? Is this not good? I mean, even my homeboys, I never, you know, I never like had the confidence to put it out there like that. And it wait, was wait, always- wait! Out of out of respect for your wife, we should probably fill in that part. What point <laughs> did you become a husband? Mm. Uh, I met my wife at performing arts school. 2005. Oh, in performing arts school. That, yeah, okay, so she we was kind of pursuing too. the same thing. Yeah, okay, she's so directing and acting. So you, you, you guys kind of. So she's watched. She's watched the the growth. Like oh, she's yeah. been she's been witness to it. The she's whole been time for yeah, yeah. 15 years. Um, we got married in. We met in 2005. We got married in 2015. <laughs> okay, so when you when you got married in 2015, were yeah. you all how far into the music were you? Um, if you had to gauge, no, it. It, I was pretty. I wouldn't say it was really far into, but I was still just toiling around. Yeah, you know, in my free time. So did she know at that time, like, oh, this is something he wants to do, or was she just kind of watching it like you, like, oh, let's see where I was, this goes? I she knew, like, I had, you know, I needed to have that like creative outlet you know and yeah it she's a creative too yeah and you know she could see like i just you know she knew by the way i used to act and the way i used to carry myself on stage that i was really just kind of holding on to this like dragon you know (laughs) that's a good like 
I wasn't unleashing it really. And I essentially started just kind of playing stuff for, you know, I, I play stuff for some other people, but it was really, really rare that I would yeah. ever show anybody any of my material. Yeah. Um, I essentially got really inspired. I'll tell you what really the, the real change um, was this video called um, uh, Secondhand Sure Shots, okay, with uh -huh. uh, DJ Nobody, Ross G, um, oh, wow. J-Rock is on there, everyone from Project Blow. Yeah. And that was my real first um, introduction into that, really. Um, I must have watched that video 10,000 times. I wow. dissected everything because I saw these producers, right? And these are guys, they would go right back home. You know, they went and they took a record. Essentially, the premise of the video was uh, they all took, a, you know, a selection of records from the thrift store, went home, produced something with it. Yeah. And, um, you know, the pro they, they kind of went through their process a little bit. And it was a little different for each one of them. Mm -hmm. And I really just, I gravitated toward that. I just, it, it really enamored me in a way that never before I, what, what, um, what was it about it was it like the i mean because why did it speak to your experience in life at that time like why was it something that that's you, a good question because you, um, you found some sol solace in it a little bit right oh i mean it was yeah i just uh it was the curiosity and you know because these four producers right uh essentially they took these you know the the samples and they flipped them to something amazing and i was just like it really reinvigorated that curiosity you know that i used to yeah. have as a kid and you know even with the music i was making now i was like oh okay i see where where i can make adjustments make it you know how do i get it to sound like that you know yeah. i like i just everything i watched it so many times you know yeah. and um that was really when I watched that, I saw some of the equipment that they were using. Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go get an SB 404. Right. My yeah. wife gave me, she got Having me no SB. idea what it really did or anything yet. Uh, you know, yeah, a couple of videos. I saw some artists using them and stuff and uh -huh. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, this is just my first foray into any kind of equipment musically. Right. And yeah. Um, my wife got it for me Father's Day, I think 2016 or 17. Uh -huh. um, oh, wow. And uh, essentially, you know, I would just play every day and practice on it every day. I'd watch the videos and I'd try yeah. to mimic what they were doing. How, how proficient were you with it at the beginning? Like, how long did it take for you to maneuver through? <sighs> Maybe. Because I know young artists love to like want to hear that because you know like they might be dealing with it and they're like fuck yeah. I don't I don't get it what are the, the learning do? curve was kind of hard you know yeah. at first um, you know I, I researched the hell out of it yeah and YouTube YouTube videos yeah. I watched tutorial everything you could think of and shut the Zelly vibes <laughs> yeah shut the Zelly vibes man um, and that was one of the things that you know I just was determined I was like you know what. I didn't want to get overwhelmed with it. I didn't want to, you know, cause I still had that love for it and I still really had that, uh, you know, just that desire to really hone that sound and to get my sound the way they were sounding, you know, cause that's, yeah, it was yeah. dope to me. And so I was just, you know, not, I was not, you know, it could sway me. I was just like, I'm not going to get dis, dis, 
disheartened about it. You know, I did have some air times. So I was like, man, why am I not getting it? Get frustrated. Yeah. I just pushed, I just pushed through that shit, dude. I just was like, you know what? I'm going to learn this. I'm going to figure it out. You know, let me ask you something, Mike. Cause, cause you have, a, you, you do a really good job of breaking this stuff down. Like, did you, when you say like, I was getting frustrated, I thought I wasn't getting it in retrospect, mm-hmm. what was happening? Cause for cause you know what I'm saying like there's probably somebody right now who's looking at uh, SP404 and go, going like I need to just take this back fuck this I don't know how to use it <laughs> what what it what was really? it now when you look back at it go like what was frustrating what what were you doing wrong or what could you have been doing better to not be frustrated um I think it was you know uh, just at the time it was not realizing I was growing at the same yeah. time you gotcha. know with it. And as much as I was getting frustrated, right? Because my wife, she's like, you know, she's not really into hip hop really all that much, uh-huh. right? You're not like I am. And she was telling me, like, hey, you're That's getting probably better. A good thing, by the way. You're getting better <laughs> at this, right? I mean, she yeah. was my litmus test for. I was like, does it sound dope? Let me play. Yeah. It, you know, she wasn't like she wasn't critiquing it in her head like I was, right? And she was starting to tell me, like, hey, this is pretty good, you know, uh, you know, I like this, I like that, and. You know, uh, eventually that turned into like, instead of just having my wife as my audience in my kitchen, because I was doing this all in my kitchen for a year, you know, I mean, it's just maybe six months to a year. Yeah. Um, Before anybody else heard it, really. Before anybody heard it. Wow. Uh, I mean, wow. maybe my neighbors, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but I would just do it every day. And um, I essentially, she was like, you know, you, you want to play out. Um at the time, I was playing. Uh, I was playing bass um, with a friend of mine. We would just jam out and we'd do like uh, you know classic rock, kind of like stoner rock and stuff in like front, that in front of people or just like uh, just jam band. a little garage yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife would sometimes sit in on that, but like those guys really were traditionalists, right? They didn't uh-huh. like hip hop at all. Uh, digital music was not real music to them. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. analog, you know, sure. so it wasn't like I had a, you know, an area to like, you know, a gymnasium for myself. It was essentially right. like kind of honing maybe like the bass rhythms and things like that. And, you know, s- structure and, you know, song, you know, music theory and things like that. But um, for the most part, it was really hidden. I really kind of, even to my friends, I was like, Hey, I mean, you want to hear something? And, I got some good reception here and there, but, uh, you know, really wasn't there, you know, that wasn't yeah. my feeling. Um, so I eventually, I kind of just took the risk, you know, I took, a I took a really big risk and I went and did a show. I had no intentions of playing shows and no intentions yeah. of doing open mics, nothing like that. Was it just um, like a curiosity? Like you just wanted to know, like, yeah. And, um, you wanted I, to I figure kinda, out whether really you were good or not. Right. Yeah, essentially, I I, yeah. I wanted to see, just you know, because I, I trusted my wife's opinion, but you know, she was one person. I, I wanted right. to see what some other people were saying, and um, I landed at this place. Uh, it was open mic for electronic musicians, right? <laughs> Called the uh, Open Oscillator. Uh, uh-huh. Shout out to Open Oscillator um, in San Diego. In here in San Diego, uh-huh. uh, Delta Sign. Um, they do a lot of uh, modular synths and. Uh, completely you know 100 180 degrees from what i was doing you know i think at the time i was the only person playing hip-hop 
and uh, maybe the only person with a 404, uh, SP404. And was this and, just because this was the only stage you knew of that you could probably get on? Yeah, I mean, I had yeah. no idea what, how do we even approach it, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't really, I knew some musicians, but, you know, they all played rock music and stuff, and, you know, a lot, a couple other jazz musicians, so it wasn't like, you know, I wouldn't really fit into that, and um, I just happened to see this, you know, ad for Open Oscillator, and I remember one of the things that said, like, you know, people who have, like, uh, you know, bring your equipment, like, uh, you know, drum samp- drum drum machines and samplers. And I was like, I have a sampler. I was like, I, I can go here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, could, yeah. You know, technically. <laughs> and um, i tell you, it was disastrous, right? The first wow. couple of times I played, it was absolutely disastrous because... Why? Why? Um, I didn't mix my samples correctly, you know. Oh, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't right, take right. into consideration that, uh, you know, my laptop speaker essentially wasn't going to be a sound system <laughs> in a club, you know. I, just right. these things never even occurred to, you. Occurred to me. Yeah. I just of had course. this Why dream, they? you know. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, it didn't deter me at all. I was like, I'm coming back and I'm getting, I'm fixing whatever, you know, yeah. issue I need to fix. And I'm coming back and I'm going to hit you guys with something heavy. Because and, cause let me ask you this. You didn't, with your background on stage, the stage part wasn't the actual scary part, right? It was more of whether or not what I'm making yeah. is, is going to speak to anybody, right? Like standing yeah, on the stage wasn't, a big deal to you not really it was you know being vulnerable in front yeah. of yeah. strangers you yeah. know and making them feel something and you know so i was so when like, you say disastrous i want to talk more about this <laughs> because because again like i said we get a lot of young listeners a lot of people that are trying to maneuver their way get in the positions that you're in you know and the positions that other people on the show have been in are you when you say disastrous why like why do you choose those words to say like oh, what, what's mean, wrong with it like what did the audience boo you was it like what i mean what was happening well not so much uh like you know it wasn't really a maybe a, a silence you know as my music's oh, no. supposed to play you know right, and right, uh right. you kind of can hear maybe some semblance of something coming in from like that speaker over there yeah. but it, you know it wasn't mixed well was mixed correctly and right it wasn't um, enjoyable for the audience it, it was a, you know nice i mean I'm amongst, you know, all the lights and all the grandeur. They bring you up onto the thing, you know, and and I'm also playing in this set with amazing electric, you know, electric, electronic artists. Yeah. yeah, Like John O'Wells. know what they're doing. Drona Raw. Right. Yeah. Like (laughs) these guys, you know, Delta Sign, these guys are just like melting your face with the music they're playing. Wow. Right. Do you think that the, do you think that the booker (laughs) was the booker a promoter? Do you think that? Once you got on, they regretted just inviting anybody. <laughs> uh, Were they like, "Oh shit"? I don't know. I had because I had how did you get on? Like, how did you get? Like, how did you even get on the bill? Showed like, up, I showed up early, right, with my equipment before everyone else. I, uh, I introduced myself very to the key guy. Boss. Um, Listen, people. Wait, say that again. You showed up <laughs> early, right? I showed up early. You know, I, I was. This yep. is when I was punctual. Um, <laughs> I showed up early and, yeah. uh, you know, I introduced myself and, you know, I didn't even know these guys either. Right. They're complete yeah. strangers. I, I don't know none of the lingo, none of the terminology. Yeah. I was like, I and they to, don't know how experienced you are. Uh, yeah. They had no yeah. idea. 
Oh, you put your name, Mike Mackey, write your name on the thing. And right. They call me up and it was just, it happened a couple times, you know I mean? I mean, it happened, I'd say like two, I think two or three times before I came back and I absolutely just like brought the house down. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such a, you know, it was just such a great feeling because like I, I, wanted to it wasn't about like the venue and winning over the crowd it was yeah. about winning over myself and yeah pushing past Pro- that proving like, you could do it proving that i could do it yeah. because i you know the first time i was really i had to drive home right my <laughs> wife asked me so you had to you, sit in it how, how, how did your show go like uh, you know <laughs> and that's the I last thing you want to talk about right yeah. they taped it so like you know oh, no. it's um but yeah, you know, um, that was my foray really into live, you know, live uh, performance, at least with music. And um, I just, I fell in love with it. I was and really then happy. But, the, but there you were like, were you the only hip hop head really? Yeah. Oh, 100% at first. Okay. Um, so the inevitable journey. next part of this journey is now I got to take it to people who actually <laughs> might know what they're talking about when it comes to to what i'm making yeah right because i gotta i gotta imagine that the the walls are a little down more if you're if you're at least proficient in Mm hip-hop in a crowd that doesn't necessarily listen to hip-hop they're they're probably gonna judge it okay right they're gonna be like well at least it sounds good you know like so the next inevitable step was for you to try to reach out to a hip-hop community were you aware of one at this point no, I no. had no idea. Like this, like I was not in the music scene at all out here yep. locally. You know, I knew of like certain areas you could go, like Canes or something, or the Stats, I guess, right? Yeah. For open mics, but I mean, outside, and that was some of my first kind of thoughts. Like, do I go to you know go to the Stats? Where do I go? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, I was very fortunate to land at Open Oscillator and and get such a well reception you know because they were like you know hey come back next time try again you know yeah. and you know they didn't were like yeah same for you right that's so uh i you know i started building rapport with all the guys there you know again i'm the only one playing hip-hop in a, a room full of people just ex- expecting like acid house music and yeah you know like really fucking te- you know real electronic music right guys are using modular synths and stuff and um my buddy told me he's like a delta sign he said uh hey man you know i don't know if you ever heard about they do the hip-hop wednesdays at uh the ac lounge you know yeah. you should go um i was like sweet let's go right i was like hey man come with me i was like i you know i don't know if i could have the second uh you know like a repeat of what happened yeah. open oscillator now with a yeah. hip-hop crowd right because yeah. like this is the crowd that's actually gonna determine if this is good or not and uh we went but were um, you all were you all in from the suggestion were you like yes i gotta do that or were uh, you like i, I don't know I, I had a little bit of uh you know a little bit of hesitation because i i was getting somewhat of a good reception at this, you know, this, this electronic yeah. show. So and, why ruin a good thing? Right, exactly. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I didn't necessarily know if I wanted to throw myself back into the fire like that. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, let's just do it. Right. So I went and I showed up on like a hip hop house day, 
where yeah. they didn't do open mics. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so right, I have right, all right. my equipment with me and I, I tried the same approach. I showed up early and for people who uh, don't know, he's referring to now, which is now the legendary hip hop wins, um, yeah. run by Kali. Shout out to Kali, Hip Hop Wins Bars Weekly. Um, and he showed up on a night which where we, we were we hosted um, an event called Hip Hop House, which was just booked acts. Um, yeah. We had open mic night, um, but that wasn't it. So you show up to that. <laughs> did you did, you took your equipment, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I walk in right to a, a packed club uh-huh. my, with my SP4 for still in the box, right? So I come yeah. in and I got cords around my neck and stuff. And yeah. I see DJ Root, you know, on the turntables. Right. Who was just he, on Crappy Awesome recently. <laughs> yeah gives me this look like bro what are you doing like this <laughs> like and so um my friend delta signs like hey man this is my buddy mike Mackey. you know uh he does hip-hop and stuff and you know you want to try to do thing he was you know i'd say he was really nice about it but he was like look his hip-hop house you know he kind of explained it to me he's like come yeah. the you know second right second wednesday or whatever yeah um and this was like the third wednesday so i had to wait in a whole nother like three weeks right before yeah. i could do this again oh shit. so i were you how'd you feel were you kind of let oh, down i was completely like, let down. i was like oh, okay right i was kind of because i it took a lot of you know i just i didn't want to have a repeat as 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 mortifying right. as it was, right? Right. I was able to push through it, but I just I wasn't really ready to like kind of do that again. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll wait. And so I came back again like the next Wednesday, and I saw the show. Right, I was blown away. Right, he's just like the panic, the upper echelon of rappers out here in San Diego. Yeah. Um, production. And one of the things I was noticing, right, they were constantly playing like a, a you know, a, a stream of all the local videos. Yes. Of, of, and, you know, the residents, yep. the local artists. And these guys were just like phenomenal, right? So I'm sitting here just like, I am going to die, dude. Like these guys are just going to boo. Like this is the crowd that's going to boo me off stage. I'm just, I'm not feeling confident at all. Like I yeah. just, I, mean, I don't think I'm going to do it. Right. I even told him, I, I just, I'll just stick to playing open oscillator every three months. Wow. You, you said know? that while you were there. I was just, you know, I was contemplating yeah. it. I was yeah. just like, I don't know, man. Cause I had to wait, you know, I had to go to three shows before I could at least perform. You know, oh, wow. so that's probably room. making it worse then, right? Cause you're taking it. <laughs> Yeah, and those are all booked acts, and they've all like done it's shows. Amazing, and, yeah, dude! I think yeah. like Callie the Dreamer was like there, right? And yeah. just, dudes were just on a whole nother level than I was even aware of. And uh, right, they open up the the freestyle at the end of the shows, right? So I go, okay, you know, maybe I'll try my freestyle game. You know, my freestyle wasn't that bad yeah. at the time, and I was still kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think I remember. It. Yeah, I remember that you freestyled before you did anything. There. <laughs> yeah. Right, I get up there and you know I'm freestyling along the likes of like Rick Scales and you yeah, know Odessa yeah. Kane, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and poetic, right? And just yeah. dudes out here were just on like a, you know just a plateau that it couldn't even achieve, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, look, I was like, this is it's either you got to make it or you're not, right? Like you're gonna do this, you're not gonna do it, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not gonna let all this deter me i'm gonna come back for elbow room hopefully don't get all my cables right off that time <laughs> i had to make sure all my mixes were straight and yeah. so i go to elbow room right and they introduced me i think i saw so i met you i believe you and parker yeah um 
you know, and had to set I was up doing real your fast. Sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to set up real fast, right? And you know, uh, I tried to set up as fast as I could and stuff. And um, you know, it, it was a historical night, I guess. Uh, you know, I. I yeah. dropped some good stuff in, and people were I guess feeling I it, take, right? I should probably take it from there. So sure. <laughs> um, he, so he basically Mike Mackey, El, what we were doing was we were throwing an event called Elbow Room. Um, me, Root, uh, Parker, um, hosted by Hip Hop Wins, um, the brainchild of Kali, by the way. This mm-hmm. it, And this is a, it's a, it's a really cool thing to um, be talking to Mike about this because the idea that, Kali brought to fruition and brought to reality was all with the idea that it would produce people like Mike. And that's why um, he started it in the first place. You know, he wanted to find more talent. He wanted to bring the talent together. Um, and I and so Mike, the night he plugs in at Hip Hop Wins, um, we're all kind of wondering. I, I don't remember if you were... Because you'd come in there after work sometime, and you'd be like dressed in work attire. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that was one of the nights, but because um, Mike would be in a tie sometimes, he'd walk in in a tie and then rock a set. But so he <laughs> plugs in, and me and Root, as we do many times, because at Elbow Room was kind of like the place where you earned your stripes. If you uh-huh. wanted to get booked on Hip Hop Wins, or or uh, I mean, one of the book nights of Hip Hop Wins, like Hip Hop House. Um, you kind of had to come through elbow room and what that consisted of is five minute slots for rappers, 10 minute slots for producers. And you'd sign up first person to sign up is how, how it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we would average maybe 10 to 15 acts a night. Um, so it was very fast paced. It was fat. You had to get in, you had to plug in and you didn't have time to like, Oh, I'm gonna warm them up a little bit. I'm gonna play some song. <laughs> you had to, you had to bring your heat. Yeah. And and no bullshit, no. Uh, I mean, now I am definitely um, biased, but at that time I was not biased at all. I didn't know Mike from the next guy, um, and he absolutely destroyed it and caught us off guard, kind of, in the fact that the hip hop Wen staff was at least like that's always a very gratifying thing because that's the point of us doing this. We don't want to throw whack shows. Right. Like we want people, we want artists that we book to come in and really bring it. And he did that. And yeah, that it became a historic night for us because Mike was amongst that first uh, class. We call it like the first class that came through Elbow Room that has all now since gone on to oh, do bigger stuff. Right? Nemi, yeah. Yazzie, <laughs> like all these people that have yeah. come through there. Um, Box Cutter Max, like a bunch of people. Oh, poetic, like. Yeah, there a bunch of people have come through Elbow Room, and and now have gone on to do more. But Mike was amongst that first class, and I would say one of the first producers in that class as well. Um, that came back and became an Elbow Room regular. We made him a regular, which meant like Mike could eventually just walk in and plug in if he wanted to. Like he started to get that level, but yeah, but it is cool to hear the story behind it because, especially for artists who are listening and maybe. They're in that place where Mike was, where they're like, fuck, do I do I want to test what I'm doing to the ears of people who are have more educated ears on the sound, right? Like they mm-hmm. know they've heard other acts. They've heard some of the best acts, in fact. Because oh, for yeah. sure what Kali had pulled off was a culmination of literally the best acts in San Diego were coming through hip hop wins. 
And so you, it, it was very easy to be, it was very easy at Hip Hop Wentz to have an audience of artists who were touring artists. And they oh, were yeah. watching you for the first time get up there. And Mike, you did amazing. You smashed it. And then you came back. And Mike for sure has had, um, I mean, we all agreed on this. We all, we still agree on this. Mike definitely had some of the highlighted moments as a producer there at Hip Hop Wens because he eventually went on to play at a lot of different spot, a lot of the different events and became a regular. But mm-hmm. like, did you, on that first time you played, I'll yeah. take just take me to the moment you pressed stop. Like you your 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 set is over, you press stop. What was the feeling <laughs> you had? Like were you were you able to take it in? Were you still like writing like was you still too nervous? Cuz the audience exploded. The audience was like, "Yo, they gave it up to you. People freestyled on your shit." I was shaking. Yeah. You I were was shaking. shaking. I yeah. was I mean, I had Okay, I, I, I thought it was going to be along, along the lines of maybe open oscillator, right? Yeah. I go up, I play my, my little set, and then on to the next guy, right? Yeah. There's, real no, there's little to no um, you know, crowd interaction. Yeah. I had no idea, right? Rick Scales is going to jump on my beat in freestyle, right? Yeah. Him and Odessa Kane start trading bars. Him and yeah. Nemi start trading bars back and forth. I mean, I, I just... it blew my mind i was shaking the whole time i'm playing too right like i was like please don't make a mistake please don't mis- make a mistake <laughs> because you know uh, that was another thing too i was i wouldn't i wouldn't say still unrefined but like the the, the style that i was trying to achieve was like a live uh, a live performance in a set yeah and not necessarily just go up and press play and say hey okay what do you guys think of this beat let me play the next one press play you know I, i'm i'm chopping the beats up live right i'm i'm in tune like i'm really focused right um if i if i just if i'm off time at all a little bit you'll hear. yeah you're gonna notice yeah <laughs> and yeah. so like i tried to play it like an instrument you know what i mean and, and I was super nervous. Like I was just, I was shaken because I'm like, I could hear what's going on, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you looked up. Off. You I can't rarely take my eyes looked, off. Yeah, it yeah. I'm playing right because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in the zone, and I'm just like, please don't make a mistake. Like these guys are absolutely murdering this beat, <laughs> and it, it was just the reception afterwards. Man, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I, yeah. you know, it was something that I hadn't felt. In such a long time and i was just like i'm home like this is it for me yeah, like i, I yeah. know right every elbow room after that i showed up you know and dj rude attest to this i showed up he- first right first yeah. second sometimes just yeah. so i get on that list just so i can make hey you know can i see your phone let me put myself on the list because like i just knew like this is the place to be you know and i'm, I'm yeah. always thinking my buddy delta sign man um for exposing me to that because i had no idea you know and wow it was like it, it changed my life you guys all changed my life like i i you know it's been about a little over you know i'll say about a year now right yeah um, yeah I, it's just i i had no idea i had no idea this where i'm re- putting out an album in a year from that <laughs> like yeah i had no idea that like Kali booked me on another show right yeah, like yeah i mean you know, like you said, it, it's real fast paced. Like you got to, you know, sink or swim, really sink or swim. And, yeah. you know, I never was like, oh, yo, yo, I didn't, I didn't let it get to my head. You know, I was just like, I, I'm, 
I, I guess gotta make sure it doesn't sound whack, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, it just it became like a highlight of the week for me. Like I was just like everybody could not wait to go to Hip Hop Wednesdays. You know what? You know? And um, and uh, say Hip Hop Wednesdays, by the way, Mike. Oh yeah, uh, Hip Hop Wednesdays. <laughs> Before Kali yells at us, uh, <laughs> um, dude. But you know what? You know how I knew when you had kind of graduated, this happened with, um, Gene flow as well. Shout yeah. out to Gene flow. Um, is when they would go to you guys, Carino, there was a few people where they would go to you guys. We would go to you guys during technical difficulties. Sometimes we'd be like, Oh shit. Roots computer is not working. Hey Mike, you want to play some beats? And, oh, yeah. and, and I knew once you be, once you got on that list, that was like the, Oh yeah, they, they're good. They're good because they're regulars now. You know what I mean? It, it, you know what? It, it's weird. You and I know you and I have talked about this. Mm. It very much is, um, and I'm super proud about being a part of that at all. Like, it, it was very much like people talk about the um, the comedy store in L.A. Yeah. for comedians, where there was there was a coming of age there. There was a way to kind of work your way up the scale, and once you became a regular, it really was super fun. Like us regulars had a lot, a lot of fun because um, you were able to help mold the night. You know uh, what I mean? Like you knew at, at a certain point, now, now once you started getting booked and you, were beca- you became a regular, you knew, you, you knew how to add to the vibe. Like, yeah. And that was really awesome to watch like producers and rappers just level up. Like, oh, oh yeah, you thought I had a good set last time? Wait till this. Or people would save a beat. And like I'm playing this at hip hop wins, like oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was so that was so inspiring to watch, and it was cool to, yeah. I think that you're part of one of those again one of the, one of those classes at at hip hop wins that came out of that San Diego underground that is now kind of etched in history. You know what I mean? And it's crazy to again if you're an artist and you're like maybe you're at that point and you're like, man, I can't find a community. I don't know where how to reach out, like. Guys, I don't know if there is a better advice than to just get out of your own way. You know what I mean? Like, you got to kind of just get out of your own way. You got to kind of get past that whole idea of that you're going to be judged. Just accept that you're going to be judged. Mm -hmm. And know that no matter what judgment, good or bad, you're not going to quit. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You know? And I think the way Mike approached it was one in a very professional way. He really was that guy who showed up early. He made sure that he wasn't going to miss a spot. Um, yeah, I think, in fact, I think that would have crushed you. <laughs> that would have crushed you had you gone there and gone, not been able to sign up or cause he, he looked so forward to doing that. And then once he learned his audience, that was another thing. That's yeah. a, that's another thing for, for producers who are maybe starting to book shows now. If you're one of those producers, you do have to learn your audience. There is something important about that. I've seen I've seen a ton of producers come through, and there's only few that I can mention that were would seem to care about what the audience wanted. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you cared. Like I know once you had freestylers or certain rappers were in there, mm-hmm. you pulled shit out of your bag. Like you started pulling shit out, like, oh, okay, I know they're gonna like this, or the vibe is they're going in this direction. Yeah. I'm not gonna ignore that and play some shit that doesn't fit that. I'm gonna play with the vibe. And then oh, it did feel live. You know what I mean? It yeah. did it felt like you were playing, you were the band. 
And that's, yeah. and that's, you know, that's super rare with producers, man. And much props to you, dude, because Thank you, man. I know that wasn't, I know it wasn't easy. I, I was, I was there. I watched it. <laughs> watched I saw it firsthand. <laughs> I know it wasn't easy. Um, and I know that the audience was, cause here's the worst thing that could happen to you at hip hop wins. People go outside and smoke. While you play, <laughs> right? Like that really was it. That's nobody yeah. wanted that to happen during their set because we would watch it happen during certain people's sets, and it sucked. You know, it really did yeah. suck because you were rapping to the bar at a certain point. And I'm talking literally at hip hop wins when the when people went out because everyone knows each other. Mm-hmm. So when one person decided like I don't want to watch this anymore, I'm gonna go outside. You could literally empty out the club. I've seen it happen many oh, yeah. times. Luckily, oh, yeah. it never happened to you. In fact, people, <laughs> I saw the opposite. I saw people going outside and go like, hey, come inside. Mackie's about to play. Because people, especially the rappers, were like, oh, this it's about to be dope. I'm about to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was that was amazing. Man. <laughs> I remember Rick was always like, I'm going to finish the cigarette real quick. I got to go yep. back in there, man. <laughs> Make sure yeah. I get it. You know, because like. Like you said, especially with the rappers and such the high caliber rappers, they knew like that was, you know, I had beats that they all could freestyle on, yeah. you know, and I wasn't yeah. like, I, I didn't really try these experimental stuff. I just, I knew you get them with like, you know, the bread and butter kind of stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, it changed my life to be honest with you. I'm so like, I, I'm, you know, forever grateful for you guys giving me the opportunity and, you know, facilitating such an environment for, you know, artists like myself, because like, you know, before that I had, it was, you know, I had no idea and it was so welcoming. You guys could have really been like, yo, kick rocks. Like, you know, (laughs) this is, this is our little scene right here. And you guys welcomed me with open arms, you know, and it was, it was just amazing. Like it it really, um, you know, it meant so much to me. Like changed my life. um yeah, I mean, and obviously, I mean, it, it pays back because I got a, an amazing friend out of it. Yeah. I got, you know, um, it, and it's, I, I, I can't say enough and an, enough salutes to Kali because, like I said, I think he, you are a, like a living testament to like what he wanted when he started this, you know, like he yeah. wanted to see talent rise up and talent like take it serious and talent like, you know, really so that the scene meant something more than just people playing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he didn't, he wanted to level it up and, and we knew that that was not going to happen unless a new school of artists were allowed to come through. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And you're right. We, we did know a lot of the, the heavy hitter guys in, in San Diego and we could have just said that was enough, mm-hmm. but we, but that doesn't build a scene. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. builds a scene is the future and you guys were the future. And now you guys are, are currently playing in the game and that's amazing to watch. You got this project coming out. Talk a little bit about what went into to making the project, why you decided to do this. I yeah. know the opportunity kind of was presented to you as well. Like yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it was um you know, I was really happy with how this came came about. Um Parker Parker Meridian um was a, a you know a very very instrumental um with uh he executive produced the album and um he uh has been a great mentor and to you know just giving me the right tutelage and yeah the right insights on how, how it works you know it's my first time you know venturing into this kind of this foray of this kind of stuff and um uh, it was just you know um essentially I, I was always kind of had like an idea of 
putting an EP together, some kind of mixtape. It's never really, you know, I, I was always kind of making more beats and making more beats and it was always evolving, you know. And um, I essentially uh, got the opportunity through Vocal Chord Records. Uh, yeah. You know, they hit me up. Uh, a good friend of mine, um, he, he go low bias. Uh, he used to go by Shrimp Boy. Yeah, um, shout out to we Shrimp met, Boy. Yeah, who killed met, it? Who killed it many times too at Hip Hop Wins? We met at Open Oscillator actually. Yep. Um, you know, because he essentially right, he does hip hop and lo fi hip hop and stuff, but he also plays electronic music, right? Yeah. And so he was like, hey, man, like I, I play, you know, I use an SB404 and, you know, we really bonded over that. And, you know, we really tried to swap techniques and, you know, we just it was really nice support from him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to see like where he's at, you know, he he's built his brand and, you know, he has vocal cord records now, uh, you know, so he hit me up. He's like, hey, you want to put out a release? I was just like, hell yeah, man. Like, you know, I've been wanting to put out this release with Parker and uh uh, Parker Edison, I'm sorry, I called him Park Meridian earlier. <laughs> Shout out to Parker Edison, man. Yeah. Uh, is, you know, this dude is just beyond, like, you know, the wisdom that he gives, you know, he, he just, it's amazing. And um, it's just, I'm so fortunate to have somebody like that on my team and really kind of helping me, you know, guide me throughout the process. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like I said, it's my first time doing it. And, uh you know, essentially at least this kind of level where I have, a, you know, a physical release and, you know, yep. putting it on digitally and all that stuff, you know, before that was just like maybe an upload a beat, you know, here or there, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, I just, it wasn't really, I didn't have any kind of, you know. So how um, was the, how was the opportunity presented to, for you to be able to put this project out? Um, so yeah, we kind of were working on this, uh, it was initially called the itchy and scratchy EP. Uh -huh. Um, you know, we kind of shortened it to the itchy, itchy EP, um i had some tracks on there that i've been building up over the year um i just i did a couple features uh with seven octobers uh -huh. with uh smalls uno uh from spooky gang um and uh yeah i just you know i was starting to build a little catalog of just you know good beats and stuff and i essentially kind of mixed them you know put a nice little nice little album together that was you know some good beats that you know, meant a lot to me. And essentially, yeah. you know, I remember I was working on them. Uh, you know, a lot of them, essentially, I was I was kind of uh, relapsing a little bit with my condition uh, early this year. So, like, it was, you know, I was in the middle of kind of having to deal with all my skin issues and all my yeah. issues with my asthma and stuff. Um, and on top of that, try to keep refining this record and make it something polished, make it something, you know, uh, presentable and um yeah i was really fortunate to link up with uh vocal cord records um they were dropping the album um september 25th this friday yeah HGP. Wait, were you were you um how did you feel about when they when you got the opportunity like what how did vocal vo vocal cord records like how did they because i mean that had to hit you by surprise right were you like oh shit like Oh yeah. Real, yeah. I mean, um, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit. We talked about doing like a, a joint, you know, record and stuff like that, just cause you know, shrimp boy, I know low, but he's going by low bias now. Um, yeah. you know, he is just like, he's super, he, he's super dope. And I was just fortunate to even know somebody like that who was working with the SP 404 and, yes. you know, to have that, um, you know, the situation present itself like that. I was just, you know, I was over the moon, man. I was, yeah. 
uh, it's still like it's surreal to me. That, <laughs> like it just it, it really is. I mean, to yeah, because you said it was like what? What do we say? A year ago, right? Yeah, maybe about a year about ago. About a year ago. Wow, man. And, and it's the, the progression, you know, like especially like T Hop Fest, you know, Thought yep. Fest, um, just things like that. You know, even um, early this year. Yeah, for people uh, who don't know, uh, Mike was actually. Talk about being talk about graduating. He did, this guy got booked on the Happiness of Pursuit Festival right mm. before it got canceled, unfortunately. But he's still booked, um, so he'll be on the next one. But um, yeah, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. Arguably the biggest underground uh, hip hop festival in the state. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah, and you got booked to that. Um, I mean, Rock Marciano's on the bill. You know, St. Yeah. Francis, dude. Like, I, I just. I look at it and I, I just, it's so surreal to like, I just, I, I can't believe it. I mean, yeah. I, it just, it puts a, a huge smile on my face and I just, I can't believe it. Like, so now with, that you're in it, Mike, you're, yeah. you're in it, right? Like you're now you're in, I mean, you're, you're in the music business. Here you are. <laughs> it, it, was, it was something you had dreamt about something that you thought about. You're in it now. What, what do you see for yourself you know, moving forward, what is it, what's, what's it look like? Is it, is your career starting to show itself more and more to you as you, as you're working on this? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's starting to really unfold kind of before yeah. my eyes, you know, um, uh, shout out to Zelly vibes, you know, um, <laughs> shout out to I, was, Zelly. I was listening to some of the, uh, you know, some of her interview and, you know, she's just giving such insightful, um, you know, just gems, you know, just a lot of little yeah. anecdotes that are, are applicable, you know, are applicable to uh, artists like myself, you know, or just really anybody who's, you know, an independent artist Yeah. in this day and age, especially post COVID, you know, um, a lot of the people that I saw before COVID, right. Aren't, you know, aren't persevering through COVID right. now, post COVID. That's very true. Having very true. to adapt to the times and, you know, change up different strategies. Um, it's, it's exciting to me, you know, and, yeah. uh, it's, I can't, you know, I can't wait to start really, um, just developing more and, and, you know, dropping more projects. Like, you know, what, what, what comes after this project? We got the, uh, itch EP dropping, um, on the 25th. This, uh, by the way, this is, I th we're dropping this on the 25th, right? Is that, yeah. we just it's drop, so, uh, so if you're listening to this right now, if you're listening to this right as it, as this podcast come out, came out, go to platformcollection.com right now. The itchy is at the top, right there. Um, it's there's also a link under this this podcast. Um, so if you're listening to it, I know some of you guys like to listen to it on iTunes and mm -hmm. Spotify. Go to platformcollection.com. You can check out the whole record. Um, it's there. Pick that up. Um, yeah. What comes next? What what have you already started to think? Uh, have you started to formulate another project in your head yet? A little bit. Um, yeah. I've been getting really influenced by Seven Octobers, you know, because. Yeah. Uh, She's just like on a trailblazing right now. You know? yeah, <laughs> That's an understatement. She is just all all the cylinders are firing, and um, you know she uh, has so many opportunities that people don't know about <laughs> yet that are going to blow people's minds. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, we're so fortunate to be you know involved with something like that, artists like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, Parker was you know he was really really integral in giving me a timetable. 
you know, just kind of a vision for once the record's released and all that yep. goes into marketing and promoting. Um, so that's going to be the focus for the next couple months is really just nice. trying to push the record. Very smart. You know, not to oversaturate myself. You yep. know, uh, you know, as much as I would love just to start pumping more and more releases out. Um, but that's kind of, I think that's going to be the the path. I'm going to really hit the promotion circuit and the marketing. Any um, visuals idea or visuals or ideas you want to put with the project? Yeah, I have a, a couple of cool ideas. Um, yeah. I might be linking up with some directors. Um, Sick. Uh, you know, because they're all, it's the majority of them are instrumentals. Uh, yeah. uh, and we're also doing a um, physical release on cassette. So Ooh, the physical fire. release is going to have a couple extra little, you know, uh, juicy bits on it. Okay. Uh, but the digital release is going to be, for the most part, um, it's just an instrumental album, minus yep. the uh, small Zuno feature. And um, we're hoping that, you know, with that, we could approach a lot of, uh, you know, just different directors. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah. a traditional music video. We can, yeah. you know, shoot, you know, uh, shorts, you know. Um, That'd be dope. It just, just, it really opens it up creatively. So I'm just, I'm really excited that. Yeah, I'm interested in that. That's you a, better that's hit me up. Stuff, you know? I definitely want to do something. Um, I'll do, yeah, I would love to direct a video for the project. Oh, that'd um, be fantastic, man. Uh, I, uh, dude, I couldn't be more proud of you. You're constantly somebody that I use as an example of, um, how to do this correctly. Um, and a lot of it comes with the fact that, you know, I don't want, uh, as much as you claim we've helped you and all that stuff, I, I don't want people to, um, take the value away from your journey though like your journey alone he let's not let's not get it twisted mike Mackey put himself in this position please understand mm -hmm. that that's a and it's so important for you guys as artists and 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 supporters to understand that the journey of the artist is rarely what you think it is when you first hear their music it's rarely you it's rarely shout out to Vizelli vibes right me and mike were just talking about that mm -hmm. like um it, and now you know mike's story that it, there's all because a lot of you are catching him now you're catching him as his projects coming out he's on podcast he has shows you're catching him at that level but he literally just told you guys that was just a year process that was it was just a year ago yeah. that he got in so imagine the amount of work and dedication you had to put in to turn a year ago of being in an inexperienced artist into having his debut project dropping at the end of the week. So please understand, like, there, that is, there's a lot that goes into that. 24-7, yeah. 365, it's got to be in your mind. It's got to be at the front of your mind. I got to keep pushing forward. I got to keep pushing forward. I got to keep pushing forward. And Mike is an example of that. Um, and it's dope that um, I'm able to give you your flowers right now, right, <laughs> while, while it's starting. Because yeah. um, now it's time to go get the bag. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, guys, if you have a chance to go play this project, go do that. Um, and now, you know, the story behind it, that's, it was one of the reasons we really wanted to have them on the podcast. So you can really understand the feelings and emotions that went into this project. And now, you know, the backstory. Yeah. So, um, I know for me, that has always been a way that I've become fans of people, you know, I, I'll hear their music, but I usually don't become fans until I hear their story. You know, um, and I think that's why this was important to have Mike on here. Dude, thank you so much, man, for oh, coming man. through. Thank, thank you. you for everything you do for for us as well. 
He is my co-host. At uh, I couldn't have Chris use the internet without Mike. I can't even imagine Chris use the internet. Chris would not see the internet <laughs> without Mike. Put it that way. Um, and we have me and him have some big plans for that show as well. Yeah. So uh, tune into that, dude. We're gonna blow that show up. Um, we got a lot of fun, and uh, we didn't really break the fourth wall. I don't think we did. <laughs> you know, as long as we don't admit to it, it's yeah. not on record, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Dude, um, any shout-outs, any, anything you want to say before before we go? Um, big shout-out to Vocal Cord Records um, for, you know, with the, the everything with the album. Um, big shout-out to Parker Edison. Um, you know, his, yeah, like yeah. I said, his tutelage, everything that he's done has been, you know, instrumental. Uh, you and know, he's no the executive intended. producer of the project, right? <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah, executive producer first, of the project. Uh, yeah, he's super proud of this project, too, man. It's, it's the first... Uh, solo executive produced project that he's putting mm-hmm. out um with meridian arts so that's amazing um big shout out to kali you know obviously with Ooh. the hip-hop weds you know yes, it, it, it's the, the foundation you know um, big shout out to platform collection you know everything you guys do um you know so happy to be brought on board and um you know just everything that we're doing as an organization it's yeah. beautiful to see just, you know, all the artists that we're reaching out to and the you know, curating the type of content that we do. Um, it's, it just inspires me every day. You know, it, you know, I, uh, I'm just beyond thankful that I'm in the position that I'm at and, um, you know, uh, never take it for granted. Um, I just want to keep pushing forward. And, you know, like you said, it's time to get the bag, you know, yep. um, a big shout out to you, man. Uh, you know, I love you, dude. I appreciate everything you you're too, doing. Brother. Um, you know, everything you just, it, I can't, you know, it, words, you know, it's hard to find the words to, to have gotcha. my appreciation for you. Um, yeah, just buy me weed and, uh, we'll call it even. <laughs> everybody at platform collection, you know, cause yes. we're a family here at platform collection, you know, we're real tight. Very much so. Um, you know, we all care about, you know, hip hop and you know, the type of work that we do. And, um, you know, a lot of it couldn't be done without, you know, the band leaders. So, you know, a big shout out to you. You know, Chris, man, I really appreciate everything you do, dude. You're welcome, brother. You're welcome. All well-deserved, man. Um, I'm looking forward to ending this year very strong with you guys, um, part of the team, um, and then looking forward to the future endeavors, man. I can't – it's exciting to watch. You know what I mean? So I know if you're a listener, if you're a fan – it's going to be exciting for you to follow this. So please follow Mike Mackey. Follow the journey. Again, he's one year in, guys. So I would, I would, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm the type of person that if I found Mike Mackey and I just became a fan of his, I'd follow him just for the mere fact that he's only been in for a year. Because I'd want to watch how this goes and, and how to learn from that. And Mike's really transparent with what he learns. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's super cool about that. If you guys hit him up, it's, it's Mike Mackey on Instagram. Send him messages, whatever. He'll get back to you. He, all, he always mm. will. Um, especially producers, man. You guys got questions? Check out his show, though. Yeah. He has a show on Platform Collection. It's exclusive to IGTV right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's one of our flagship shows that we pushed out very early on. Um, so Mac and My Day is there yeah. at Platform Collection. You can go there right now and watch past episodes. They're already out. So if you're a producer looking to get inspired, from mm. what I hear other producers say it's really inspiring to watch it because you pick up new little techniques you pick up because he's teaching there as well so again he's little tutorials and breakdowns and kind of how i achieve the sound yeah man so he's giving back he's giving back um with his tutelage as well so again if you just want to hit him up hit him up man and follow his music share his music 
um, at the end of the day, that's his biggest, loudest voice. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're a supporter, please go do that. Again, if you're listening to this on anywhere podcasts are found, go to platformcollection.com right now, and you'll see the you'll see it right there. It's it's going to be all over the website, so you can't miss it. Um, Mike, thank you so much, dude. Oh, uh, we're going to do this again. Now that you've been on, you're officially crappy, awesome alumni. So let's go over the things that 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 the the benefits you get in that. So the benefits of being a crappy, awesome alumni is now anything that you release will be placed on the front page of platformcollection.com for life until you decide it not to happen. And now there's an open door policy for the crappy awesome podcast. Anytime you want to come on, um, talk to your audience, uh, promote stuff, just come on through. And it's, and it's an open door policy. I'm like, I can't, I can't believe it, man. Like it just, you know, I'm over the moon, dude. I really appreciate it so much, dude. Shout out to you, bro. Thank you so much, dude. We'll talk to yeah. you soon. All right. Thank guys, you, everyone, it's, too, as well, watching. Yep. It's Mike Mackey, guys. Uh, follow him on everything that he does. Guys, what can I say, dude? Um, super proud of my dude. Um, man, I can't say enough about him. Uh, he's a guy you should support. We support highly. Um, and then plus the fact the music's just dope. So if you didn't know him at all, the music's just dope. But now you do know him. You can say you know him. Um, hit him up on his Instagram, let him know you're supporting it. When you see the project, share it, all that. Uh, guys, we got a bunch of podcasts coming up. Eddie has booked me straight through December like an asshole. So, um, I, I will, I, I will, I will be doing podcasts for the rest of the year, but that's good for you guys. Cause you're going to get to hear some amazing conversations like the one I just had with Mike. So, uh, tune in. We'll be here always guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And cover your fucking mouth. All right? We'll talk to you guys later. Cause when most stop, they want a new finish line. I ain't touch it. Perfection to a perfectionist who knows he isn't perfect. Blessings, I earned them. I count them all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the hands.